0: While watching Room, Lenny Abrahamson's adaptation of Emma Donoghue's best-selling and multi-award-winning novel, I could not help but be reminded of one of cinema's greatest masters, French director Robert Bresson. And in particular, Bresson's most celebrated film, A Man Escaped. just as Donahue's novel was prompted by actual events, where an Austrian man, Joseph Fritzl, abducted, incarcerated and sexually abused his daughter for more than two decades, Bresson's film was inspired by the World War II memoirs of André Devigny, a member of the French Resistance who escaped from a prison in Nazi-occupied France. In other words, just as Bresson's film is a prison movie where the lead character plots his break, so too does Abrahamson's film focus on a woman seeking to escape with her five-year-old son, the room in which they've been trapped for the last seven years.
1: Do you remember how... Do you remember how Alice wasn't always in Wonderland? She fell down, down, down deep in a hole. Right, well, I wasn't always in room. I'm like Alice. I was a little girl named Joy. Nah. And I lived in a house with my mom and my dad. You would call them Grandma and Grandpa. What house? A house. It was in the world. And there was a backyard and we had a hammock. We would swing in the hammock and we would eat ice cream. A TV house? No, Jack, a real house, not TV.
0: But if the room were all there was to Abrahamson's film, it would so closely resemble Bresson's, you would think that Abrahamson was merely mimicking a master. But whereas Bresson's film culminates with the prisoner escaping and the instant he's beyond the prison walls the film ends, the corresponding moment in Abrahamson's film occurs only halfway through and, because Abrahamson's control remains just as steady as before, indicates very clearly that he is no mere student of Bresson's work, but rather a master of his own. Room is Abrahamson's fifth feature in 11 years, and with each new outing he has deepened his imprint on the medium. By contrast, Bresson made only 13 films over a 40-year career but the more Bresson's canon expanded, each one of his films further distilled his minimalist aesthetic. Bresson's preferred technique was to keep his camera still. Also, he had a unique regard for how sound could be used as an expressive force, where sometimes the noises off-screen were more important than those on. Similarly, Bresson eschewed rapid cutting, opting instead for the image to create its own rhythm, contrast and tension. And when it came to casting, Bresson preferred non-professionals. So what audiences saw was not acting, but behaviour. Bresson did all that so audiences could directly access the emotional reality of the event. For Bresson, less was more. Forever refining the essence of each moment until it became poetic. By poetic, I don't mean neat rhyming schemes. I mean poetic where you can take one strand of the film and see in it an example of everything else. Take, for instance, the sequence in A Man Escaped, where Fontaine plots his break. He meticulously rehearses and repeats the mechanics of the procedure he hopes will result in his freedom. A similar sequence occurs in Room, where Ma, realised to breathtaking effect by Brie Larson, coaches her son Jack, portrayed with incredible authenticity by Jacob Tremblay, of what he must do in order to escape the room in which he has lived his entire life. Over and over, Ma explains to Jack the minute and trivial actions, now crucial details, that make up the chain of events that could set him free. It soon becomes a mantra embedded in our heads. But where Bresson's prisoner has already experienced life outside the prison walls, young Jack knows only of the world within the tiny room. So, as Jack waits for the moment to wriggle free, we are constantly aware of all the permutations that might happen to Jack if any one thing goes wrong. Feeding on that, we know that Jack doesn't know any of that. Here is B. Larson in an interview with David Poland.
1: Because the book is told from the five-year-old's perspective, there's a lot of things that are sort of missed. He hears the creaking of a bed, we know what that means when it when an when the man comes in and hears the creaking of the bed, but the boy has no idea. So we had to sort of take away the illusion of the boy and start to look at okay, these are the things that are actually happening. This is the sexual abuse. This is the lack of food because you see it in almost this like dreamlike, beautiful land, but that's not what the story actually is. And if you're going to tell it on film, film is is. Um, is more revealing than a book. You can't really Mm -hmm. hide as many things. It's more exposing. So we had to talk about what was actually going on.
0: We know that seeing the outside world so suddenly could capsize his mind and scuttle his bid for freedom. And it is not just Jack's bid for freedom. If Jack fails in his quest, Ma will surely suffer further horrors as well. And all that privileged knowledge only makes the sequence all the more frightening. Here is Abrahamson in an interview before an audience at the American Film Institute revealing part of his process.
1: And Sometimes it was just about finding a way to make him feel comfortable doing things that were embarrassing, like shouting, for example. And I gradually learned that with a child they will usually be worried about something that's going to happen later on and that's making them uneasy and you have to just find out what it is. And eventually he whispered, I don't want to shout at her because she's very nice. And, and, and shouting is rude. And, and then you go, oh my God, he's just, you know, he's a little boy, of course. And then we got the whole crew to do a shouting competition, and we just turned it into a laugh.
0: Critics and publicists have been referring to Room as a drama. But for me, it's an emotional horror film. And the sequence I've just described is one of the most gripping and terrifying I've encountered in any film. Its effect is secured entirely because of Abrahamson's complete control of not just the story, but also the medium. Like Bresson, Abrahamson strips back all the pyrotechnics that so lazily adorn other films. Elaborate camera moves, excessive editing, overly dramatic acting, endless music cues. I know it is an entirely different film, but consider Ridley Scott's The Martian. Now reconsider it, if Scott had decided to root the entire film on The Red Planet, stay with Matt Damon's Mark Watney, and never cut away to NASA's centre on Earth or the crew aboard the spacecraft returning on their journey home. Had Scott's film done that, there would have been no escaping Watney's ever-altering emotional states. Isolation, despair, hope, fear, anger, resentment, disbelief, revenge. And then, the determination to survive. Above all, we would not have known what was going on back on Earth all we would have had was faith that someone, somewhere, would have received Watney's distress signal. Okay.
1: Okay. Hello, this is Mark Watney, astronaut. I'm entering this log for the record, uh, in case I don't make it. It is 0653 on Seoul 19 and I'm alive Obviously, but I'm guessing that's gonna come as a surprise to my crewmates and to NASA And to the entire world really so Surprise
0: But by opting to stay inside the room, Abrahamson chose the road less travelled. That not only took enormous courage, but also enormous discipline. It meant that he had to focus on the minute details of the room, the emotional here and now, the gestures of Ma and Jack, their voices, what they see, how they see it, what they hear, and what those off-screen sounds mean. If any one of those decisions didn't work, the whole thing would have collapsed. By painting himself into that corner, where literally there was nowhere to hide, Abrahamson achieved the near impossible.
1: When I was a little older, when I was 17, I was walking home from where school. Where was I? You were still up in heaven, but there was a guy, he pretended that his dog was what sick. What guy? Old Nick. We call him Old Nick. I don't know what his real name is. But he pretended his dog was What's sick. What's the th- dog's name? Jack, there wasn't a dog. He was trying to trick me, Okay. There wasn't a dog, Old Nick stole me. I want a different story! No, this is the story that you get!
0: A lesser talent would have taken the easy route and broken up those 50 minutes with flashbacks to when Ma was a teenager, when she was called Joy and practised with the school relay team. When she was at home with her parents, showing us the happiness of her life before it was so brutally snatched away from her. And then, inevitably, such a director would have shown us the moment when Joy was attacked by Old Nick the man who has held her captive ever since. That would have been the easy way, and perhaps, just perhaps, another director would have figured out a way to make that approach work. But they wouldn't have worked as hard, and consequently, neither would have the audience. Which teaches us an enormous lesson about storytelling. The harder a storyteller works, the harder they make it for their characters, the more the audience must endure those difficulties. And consequently, when it comes, The reward is all that more deeply felt. Above all that, consider this. In Room, we are not talking about a large cast. This is not Twelve Angry Men or even a Harold Pinter play filled with professionals. For the opening 50 minutes of your film, half your cast has never acted before. Half your cast isn't even 10 years old. A superb director of actors, Abrahamson, has not so much drawn out great performances from Larson and Tremblay, as much as monitored their behaviour to ensure that we always have immediate and unmediated access to their emotions.
1: One evening when the sun went down and the jungle fire was burning Down the tracks came a hobo hiking And he said, boys, I'm not turning I'm headed for a land that's far away, beside the crystal fountain. Oh, come with me, go and see the big rock candy mountain.
0: But just as Jack escapes the room at the midpoint, so too does Abrahamson, cut free from loosely remaking Bresson's masterpiece. And for me, stunning as the first half of the film is, it really comes into its own in the second half. Paradoxically, once Abrahamson established the spatial and emotional parameters of life in the room, we are able to align our coordinates to the routine Ma and Jack had. Once outside in the world, and again just like Ma and Jack, we must adjust ourselves to their new situation. Strangely, this new situation is fraught with its own perils. Sunlight, germs, strangers, family, trust, blame. Things you and I so take for granted, we hardly notice them. But encountering them now, as Jack does, renegotiating them as joy must do, we recognise those seemingly trivial things as life-affirming. See what I mean by poetic? Poetic.